1: It's the Brown and Crouppen Morning After on KPN-TFM HD2, Collinsville, St. Louis. At the Morning After STL on YouTube and on TMASTL.com with Tim
2: McKernan, Doug Vaughn, Iggy Strode, The Plowboy, and Action Jackson.
3: 707 in St. Louis, you're listening to TMA. It's presented to you by Brown and Crouppen. Welcome, friends, to the Michelob Ultra Studios. Timothy, Michael McKernan, Douglas Sylvan Vaughn, Kenneth, Iggy Strode. The Plowhawk in action. Jackson with you. Doug, today's program is December 6th, 2023, and it's the Munganess, St. Louis Acura, Munganess, Burkhardt, Alton, Toyota, 7 o'clock hour. Let's get into this. All
1: right. That's it? We got no lead?
0: What, is, where's what our are copy? we talking about?
1: Where's the script?
0: Jackson, where's the script? It's on the printer. Oh. Okay. Gosh. So Expect any moment now. Mm. I'm going like to just like lead? What was
2: that? I'm going to Alan, Alan O for dinner tonight. There you nice. go. <laughs> well,
1: that is lead worthy.
2: <laughs> okay, tell us more. Nah, just uh, a recovering alcoholic and his lovely wife invited me to go, and I'm going to go have some lamb chops.
1: Lamb chop? Lamba.
2: Lamba. Yeah, the rack of lamb. And who is your date for this evening? I'm taking my friend Chrissy.
1: Okay. Will she also have the lamba? I don't know.
2: Last time we went, she had the ribeye for two. and like three bites of it, and took it home. Huh? So big, will you go and pick her up? It's a big steak. Now she's coming to get me. Nice. The girl is driving you. Yeah, but they're friends, bro. Yeah, it's just friends. Okay. It's on the... her way home from work, so she's gonna stop by.
1: All right, but then you'll drive once you get th- once she gets to your house. It's a gentlemanly thing. Well, she to wants do. me
2: to drive her car. She's got a very no your car. No, well, why would we she come to my house and then I drive?
1: Because it's the it's the gentlemanly thing to do. Yeah.
2: Don't worry about what I do. <laughs> nice, Doug. Uh,
1: well, you brought the whole thing up. <laughs> well, I didn't. I'm just I, tell me, chivalry no, should not be dead. No,
2: sports last night, I said that I'd turn it into me.
1: No matter who the I Guess that's a shout
2: at Illinois' win over Florida Atlantic, though Yeah, like you I
4: know. just said, one of the best games they played in the last ten years.
3: How about that? Iggy, your response to that? I didn't know they played. There you yeah, go. Where's that? Florida
4: Atlantic, top 10 or top 15. Final
3: player. four program.
4: Final four program. No, it's focus season. With this
1: date coming up, he's he's laser focused I on that. I don't blame him. You got to
4: lay out your outfit.
2: I'm a big fan of uh, Florida Atlantic. My good friend, uh, Nika, who um, went to Hedo with us. She worked there for a period of time. Here you go, Doug.
1: Okay. So oh, to so blame Kiffin. They, there's a tie in there. All right. Now, this is not the Florida Atlantic that's across the street from the Cardinal Spring Trail. That's
3: correct. Is that a satellite campus? I believe that is. You know,
4: I actually, during the game, they kept talking about Boca, and, you know, the coach had a contract extension and how beautiful it is. And I'm like, I never actually saw the actual campus. So I Googled it and looked at it. It's pretty
1: phenomenal. But there's a a a rather large campus right across the street from where the Cardinals And you never see anybody there. Empty. Yeah. In February and March. <laughs> Never a soul Maybe it. we should
2: buy that land.
1: We should. We should have bought it 20 years ago.
2: What is that, like their secondary school? or?
4: Yeah, sister campus, but they probably yeah. just used it as a tax write-off. I don't think anybody goes there. No,
2: the I show's think. been on the air 30 effing
3: seconds, and we heard about this two weeks ago. Your life is so pathetic. Oh.
2: That was all caps from the Table Rock Gosh. Lake Monster.
1: So he was screaming.
2: I know, How can was... you be so upset? You live down on the lake, down there where... Duncan lives Duncan? Get a life, dude Dave Duncan? I think he lives in Table Rock
1: Dave Duncan? Doesn't he live in Arizona somewhere?
2: No, I think he lives in Table Rock, Arkansas? No, I think he lives in the Ozarks I think he has a house in the Ozarks Does he? Yeah, it's nice. You're probably sitting on the lake. Of course, you. You're probably in a mobile home someplace off to the side.
1: (laughs) Hey, come on! (laughs) But even the mobile home park is close to a go kart track. Yeah, that's a dish to all pop out camper
3: (laughs) owners. Recovering alcoholic uh, who is taking Iggy to Alvan Oak tonight says, "Table burger, octopus, table cowboy." Tim, if you want to pull up out front, leave your hazards on and I'll send my wife to run out and go down on you. Doug, that's oh, from The Recovering
2: Alcoholic. I wonder if I is going to happen afterwards. He's well, the only one he hasn't pawned off on is me.
1: Are you excited about that possibility?
2: No, he's kidding most of the time. Oh. <laughs> most of the time. <laughs> Uh, Doug, you're right. It is the Mugging
3: Ass St. Louis accurate Mugging Ass Burkhart Alton Toyota seven o'clock hour. Hello, friends, and and welcome. And we have got some things going on today, and I'm a little uncomfortable uh, because there are things going on. And this is a show where things oftentimes aren't. No. Going on. Uh, Michael Wellington, Doug, you may know him uh, from filling in on the program. Yeah. From his fabulous uh, golf game. What is he now? Is he like a plus one? I, I don't know. I don't know plays anymore in caddies. Yeah. um, He called me yesterday from what Doug calls to sound like one of the cools, Jupe Town. And uh, there's a course there, the public course. When people are going to spring training, they ask me where to play. I said, well, there aren't a whole lot of public courses in the area. Um, But it's called Sand Hill Crane.
1: Sand Hill Crane.
3: Yeah. And it's the municipal course in Palm Beach Gardens. And you think of municipal courses and you think of Iggy, what's a municipal course in St. Louis to give people a, a tie-in.
2: Um <clears throat> Gateway is a uh, municipal. Gateway's municipal? Well, I mean it's not a club. Wouldn't Forest
1: Park be municipal. Forest
2: Park is a Muni. Ruth, P. Ruth Penn. Ruth Park mm-hmm. is a Muni. Home of the fivesome. But either way,
3: this is at another level, and then they opened up a practice facility just to the west. Is that on North Lake? I don't know, Tim. And then just on the opposite side of this new par 3 and driving range and short game area is the brand new Jack Nicklaus and Justin Thomas course Panther National, which I think is probably going to be hosting the Honda Club It was called the Honda Classic. Now it's called the Palm Beach Classic sometime in the next few years. That's my guess. I, I don't know. Yeah. Either way. So Wellington calls me yesterday uh, and we're talking it over and he informs me of a nice little anecdote that he needs to share with the audience, uh, and it involves what uh, you would call Doug uh, polyamory.
1: No, brother.
3: And on the concert. And it ties into our program. No, um, so he'll be calling in to uh, share that uh, that anecdote. That'll be wonderful. He uh, he's down in uh, Jupiter. Comes back. Since when are you coming back? Said December twenty second. When he heading out, summer 26, I go, oh. Home for Christmas and back <laughs> to the warm weather. <laughs> goes, yeah, I don't need to be there any longer than that. And then uh, he'll start caddying again for Tim O'Neill. In the first event on the Champions Tour is in Naples. Is that right? I don't
1: know.
2: I guess he kept his card.
1: Tim O'Neill?
2: Yeah, last time we talked to Wellington, he had a have a couple of good finishes to be exempt.
1: Tim O'Neill did.
2: Yeah. And he did the last month and a half he was playing Lights Out okay yeah he had a uh, nice yep. tournament at the Ascension yeah, got so a anyway couple top tens
3: then last week and uh, this is on the Sound Story YouTube page which is brand new and uh, I posted a link to it on the TMA fan page Plowhawk was in here for it a uh, lady uh, who's in her early 40s by the name of Carrie Grimmer came in to do a Sound Story I believe it might have been the day before Thanksgiving. And her husband and her, but I think her husband more so, are listeners of the program. Uh, Very, uh, I think, he is anyway, into the program. Harry um, was diagnosed with breast cancer and non-Hodgkin's lymphoma six years ago, I believe, beat it, came back uh, and uh, was in good shape. And then then the cancer came back and now it is terminal. And she's in her huh. early, mid-40s, I, yeah, in that range. And uh, she's wanting to come in and the story in the plot, you were in here for it. And yeah. I was prepared for it to be incredibly heartbreaking and yet somehow came out of it feeling better about the world, and that's because of the way she is handling it. And her husband reached out and said she just wants to come on the show and she wants to play ball with you, and she can be sporting as well. And he really oh is encouraging us to go down that road. Oh, whoa. So quite a dichotomy,
1: mm-hmm.
3: uh, and that is she's going to be in studio in the 8 o'clock hour. Uh, driving, she drove in from Madison, Wisconsin, to be on the show. You're kidding, Doug? You were considering staying home in Sunset Hills today.
1: I was, yeah, because
4: this I show complain stinks. Complain about my drive every day. <laughs> this show wow. does stink. Um, so, so, the husband gonna be in the corner with the hat and think it'd be like an 18. I don't know. if I don't cut, think he's here. I don't
3: think, okay. he's here. I don't think he's here. I don't
2: think he's.
1: She's driving all the way from Madison.
3: That's
4: a great area
3: in. too.
1: College Town, big time. Yeah. College Town.
2: Do they used to live here? Or yes. How do they hear they about did. the show? Oh yeah. Okay. They
3: used to live here she went to cool. Dallas and then uh Madison but their roots are the roots are in St. Louis. Huh. Oh good. So there you go. Uh, so well, that in addition to the design, air, heating and cooling email today, the morning after at insidestl.com, the morning after at InsideSTL.com. Send your emails in. Doug, a little colder now. Here we go. Yeah. Sweet mother of mercy. Well, it's
1: supposed to get into the 60s in the next two days. What, 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 what? uh Let's see. Yeah, next yeah, week. You day. can't beat
2: it. I mean, we're already in December, and it's been in the 40s mostly, 50s, 60s. No uh, snow in the forecast either, yeah. at
3: least according to my phone. Get your uh, furnace taken care of with Design Air Heating and Cooling online at designairservice.com. That's Seth Goldcamp and his staff. Iggy, what'd they do for you this week?
2: Uh, Tom came out, Tom. put on the booties, was there for a couple hours. And I said, look, dude, I said, you you got a family. You call him dude? Yeah, I said, you've been here for a couple hours. I said, don't worry about it, man. Go home. Be with your family. He goes, I'll, I'm getting this done. <laughs> and sure enough, he got it done where I can't even hear the heater anymore when what I, I turn it on. What did it
1: used on. to sound like? <laughs> and how about now? Ooh. Nice.
2: So he came out, and he said, I'm not leaving until I fix this thing. I'll get it done. And he did. And I gave him a nice gift card for coming out. And, How about that? Yeah, what sure. did you get? Design Air Heating yeah, and so Cooling. They, Design uh, Air they took care com. of me. They're the best. That's Seth and his staff and Tom. And Tom. Tom. Maybe Tom will with be With the booties. That's right. Design
3: Air Heating, and cooling sponsor of our email today. What are our standings? Uh, JV Golf Coach with one, Brian Henschen, Bowl Executive with one, and Buck Swope with one. So the heavy hitters are playing well right now, mm-hmm. you know. Full um, so. executive. Is that hey. a vacation for that? Um, I guess so. I, I, just read read what's in the, I just read what's in the teleprompter. So there it is. The stage has been set, and we are a week and a day away from the TMA Listener uh, Awards taking place on Thursday, December 14th at Hot Shots mm-hmm. in Webster at 7 p.m. Please bring a new and unwrapped toy for Annie's Hope on behalf of the great Jennings Randolph Jr. That is a week from tomorrow night. At Hot Shots Webster Groves, the program will be off the next day for the record because we will be at Hot Shots on Thursday evening for the year-end awards. Come on out and enjoy fun and, and games. All right, okay. let's see what we got here. Nathan Tallahassee says, I too will be in St. Louis on the 22nd and leave on the 26th. Because it sucks there. That's from Nate in Tallahassee, Doug, and that's not an endorsement.
1: No, and he's not welcome on the presentation. He's not. No. He's not. Wellington, of course. And he nice. Is.
2: You're boasting about Tallahassee? Uh, Nate, are you boasting about Tallahassee?
1: Isn't that like that the dump. scab of Florida? No, Man. it's
3: not a bad town. Doug, what's the worst part of Florida?
1: Belle Glade. What is that? I don't even know what that is. It's right in the middle of the state. Huh. Kind of, kind of by Lake Okeechobee like a third-world country. Is that right? <laughs> yeah. oh, wow, you, you had an instant mm-hmm. answer, too. <laughs> oh, yeah, Okeechobee I've been there. Okeechobee isn't
2: bad. What? Okeechobee isn't bad.
1: The lake itself is, is okay, but there's some there's some towns in the inner part of Florida that are just yeah, horrendous. I went
2: through there when I went to that uh, nudist resort. Cut that off. When I was at spring training. <laughs> kind of mobile homes and palm trees just kind of yeah. hanging in the streets.
1: But Tallahassee's not a bad town.
2: No, I just don't like Nate.
1: Oh. I bet the whole city of Tallahassee is up in arms about this Florida State thing.
3: I would imagine so. (laughs)
1: Yeah.
3: God. God. I'm not looking to dwell on it, but I got to tell you, it's been, what, 48, 72 hours, and I'm still irritated by it. (laughs) And I have absolutely no investment whatsoever in Florida State or anything to do with them. If I preseason
4: pick to win it all, I'm pretty disappointed.
3: Oh, was it really? Yeah. I remember you saying somebody that was relatively not... You know, a team know. you would think of, per se.
1: Imagine if that was Missouri, how bummed out we'd be. Oh, my God. If Missouri just well, won the SEC with an undefeated record and didn't get in.
2: Well, their quarterback was hurt. But we'd all, be, we'd all be upset.
1: It shouldn't matter if hurt. Your they team won it. It's, more, it's not just a one-man game, even if it is. They may it's win 10 won. games again
4: next year, too. This team might be good for a little bit. I think
2: one of their quarterbacks transferred yesterday, one of their freshmen.
4: Oh, right! Really? I well, didn't see that.
2: Put himself in the portal. Does he have to go in the portal now, or they just like lock that door and stay in there until somebody grabs him? Do they bring him food there? Uh, I don't yeah, think wha- the portal is <laughs> a physical place.
1: I actually
4: like this Iggy because, like, every time I see somebody stepping into the portal, go, <laughs> I always <laughs> <would>
1: think, "Where are?" <laughs> Maybe that's what we could do with the dome here that goes largely unused.
3: Just call that the portal. Oh, nice! And you know, a bunch of college players there yeah. and starting and in just, December. They just mill around until an offer comes <laughs> in. Hey, Nate, get eaten by a croc, you Florida man moron. Oh. That's from sex. Guys, Sanford sucks. That's from Curtis Sanford's Greasy Five Hole. Well, it doesn't suck.
2: Obviously, you've never been there. Sop choppy is no treat. No, Sanford has some beautiful homes. I don't know why you're making fun of that. Probably because my sister lives there.
3: Oh, that's probably it. I thought she was in Orlando, but Orlando and Sanford are kind of... Yeah, they're kind of separated.
2: She doesn't
1: live in a hobble, does she?
2: No, she doesn't. They have a nice home. Mm. Okay. Lucky. Well, that could have been you last week. Could have been, yeah. Yeah. You
1: could have stopped by Sop Choppy.
2: No, yeah, probably went to friendly confines.
1: Yeah. Well, you can't spend all your time there. Why, well, just watch them, Doug. <laughs>
3: yeah, that in the pool. Mm. Disney. On the fourth day of TMA Christmas, my true love Doug gave to me four hot lady boys, three grumpy smoke breaks, two henchmen emails, and a woman throwing up in my bathroom sink. This text mm. was brought to you by KJNO Town's Cameo Channel. It's from oh, Little okay. Beer Cats.
1: All right. Well, we're a third of the way through it now.
2: Yeah, and he's had some good ones in there.
4: Okay. God. I Heavy hitters. I think you should keep doing it.
2: Yeah, some good ones. People make fun of my. My cameo thing, I don't... It's it's me, personally. It's I don't get the Plugola thing. I'm not plugging a company. I'm plugging me. And I well, that's exactly it. what Plugola <laughs> <laughs> would be. No, no. Wow. Uh,
3: Doug is now with Thompson Coburn. He's recommending you he stop commenting.
2: No, let's look at this. <laughs> oh, Bill. <laughs> I like oh, that. Oh, Bill. Okay. I mean, I, I, I said I'm going to Olive and Oak tonight. Olive and Oak isn't a sponsor. Is that Payola? Uh, no. No, Tim said the other day he had grassies. Because at there's, PAO, really, there's really, there's really no monetary in gain for you. Well, there's no, there. there's no monetary gain for the, the station's not losing any money. But for cameo,
1: there's monetary gain for you.
2: For me, yeah. Yeah, you're using the
1: station <laughs> platform, but I, but it's for me. non-station business to make money for yourself. It's me, plug, right? Plug that's Olas, exactly
2: is, what it is. Plugola is you're 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 talking about a company that isn't,
0: you know. Part of the station is not
2: spending any money on the
1: station. In this case, you're plugging
0: yourself instead of a yeah. company. Yeah, but Cameo also makes money on every Cameo you do, correct?
2: Yeah, so that's a, a company profiting off of your. Well, if I don't, if, if if I'm not allowed to do it, I won't do it. I was just trying to promote myself, and I'm part <laughs> of the show. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Welcome, so, so I, pro- I am here at Fat Buddha. Uh, uh, studio. Yeah.
3: yeah, start well, over. Let's do a second take. Right. I mean, that was a maybe eight-second intro. It happens all just, the time. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. It happens. Joel Goldberg had a really tough time with stand-ups, mm-hmm. I remember. I, about 30 takes
2: each time, and it felt <laughs> terribly for him. I'm just <laughs> trying to take care of our listeners. I mean, if they want a cameo, I'm trying to make that happen. Doing this, you're doing this <laughs> yeah. for yeah. the <laughs> listeners, it's not for yourself. A charitable project. What you like to do on the right. show is take care of the listeners.
3: How can you be in radio for 30 years and not understand this? That's
2: from Jack Jitsu. I'm just trying to understand it.
1: <laughs> all right.
4: That won't mention I you, like me. the honesty there.
2: <laughs> if you want me to do something for you, just go search around for certain things and look for my name.
1: <laughs> Not done. <laughs> <laughs> mm. Now, you could do this on social media all day long, on your own social media.
2: Oh, I have. All right. I do believe <laughs> in charity, and I do believe in giving back to the community.
1: Yeah, I do, too. But this is not charity if you're getting paid for it. Well, kind of.
2: And What's one of the things that this station will do that's different than any other radio stations <laughs> that I think in St. Louis is we're going to donate time on our <laughs> times that we don't use the station or where it's not a profitable thing for us to do or whatever. <laughs> what a game plan.
1: <laughs>
4: <laughs> what a
2: game plan. Or
4: whatever. Just yeah. on to the next topic. We're well, never We're
2: not doing using that. the station or it's not, not profitable already. or whatever. Mm.
1: Mm
2: -hmm. Oh God, what a dolt Uh, Producer Joe is uh, (laughs)
1: yeah,
4: (laughs) Probably insightful
3: Listening to the show this morning And I don't know what he's making reference to Because it's just three words Also three periods, Doug I don't know if you like when people wrote So period, incredibly period,
2: dense period Mm. That's from producer Joe Thank you You're not the brightest bulb in the batch either
3: Nice.
1: Okay.
2: Counterattack. Get screwed.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Well, I just hope we get this ironed out.
2: Oh yeah, it's right around the corner. What is right around the corner? Working out with me and Joe.
1: Oh. Oh yeah. (laughs) You extended an olive branch. That's
2: all I can do.
4: Are you going to be in the baseball?
2: Fantasy baseball
4: baseball next year. Think Joe's going to open up the.
2: The pearly gates and that. No, I told you to let me be your co-captain.
4: Yeah, probably should have. Made it to the
2: quarterfinals,
1: did you? Or semis? I Just
2: guess. don't tell Joe till I show up in the draft and start commenting.
1: You think you'd win that league?
2: I don't know. Probably. I've done pretty good in the ones I've been in.
1: Yeah. We had the one league won until Joe misled you on the. Who to play?
2: And year before that, I did win. Yeah. Well, I don't care. He's on my fantasy team. And then I joined the uh then I joined the fan page one, which I won, but nobody paid. Mm.
3: That speaks to why <laughs> producer Joe is such a great uh commissioner. Why? Because people get paid in our league. Yeah, Instantaneously I d- too. Mm-hmm. I do
4: like the league safe aspect. Yep. Of it. Yeah. Cool. We tried to do it for our current football league, but it was too soon.
1: Like, we we needed it yeah. done in that couple of days. I still owe for that. Who yeah. do I pay? You
2: owe Danny Stack still, too. I don't owe him a penny.
1: Well, <laughs> what was the issue with the Danny Stack?
2: He, Danny Stack? He said Doug never paid. It was just stupid.
1: You can't even get in the
2: league unless you pay. Oh, well, back that in the league. day. Well, I got in one, and nobody paid.
1: I should have No know. Now, one person paid to enter the right.
2: league. I should have known something was happening, because there were 14 people in this league, and I went 24-1 and or something like that, because nobody was changing their rosters. I said, these guys... So nobody was actually in it. They're not even really playing. They got got guys on the DL in their starting lineup.
1: Yeah.
2: I said, these guys aren't going to pay. No. And nobody did. Maybe they didn't even know they were in the league. I even put all their names out there, and nobody paid.
1: Oh, nice. (laughs) (laughs) Is it possible you just invented this whole
2: league? So you hit a little W? No. When they knew I was kicked out of the our league because of Joe said you're not in anymore. Yeah, somebody reached out and said, Hey, we got a fan page league if you want to join. I said, okay, and then right. he went 24 we a, and one. We had a draft and everything. Yeah, there were people in the draft drafting people, but then they gave up. I guess they got tired of playing and they said, hey, I'm not paying.
1: Mm. And that led to the financial ruin that's caused you to continually plug this cameo thing.
2: <laughs> yeah, that's the big part of it. Yeah. <laughs>
3: Uh, Doug, Jackson has pulled audio uh, left and right. I mean, this is this is one of the greatest fun with audio folders I've seen. Was this all on your own, or what happened it's here? Because sometimes I'll make requests. Maybe this was you, Plowoc. I don't know. Oh, I, this should is I, Jackson. This is Jackson. I, I mean, well, what is do, we, what do we have going on here?
0: here? Uh, so yesterday I was finding stuff left and right, so I saved it for today. And then wow. I kind of forgot about it when I got in here, so I pulled a bunch of other stuff. Wow. And then by the end of it, I was like, oh, man, I do have a lot of fun.
3: Uh, Eight uh, clips uh, of fun with audio. You tell me... What the best is, and we'll start there.
0: Well, there's so many different directions we could go with this. I mean, I really feel like I have the football in my hands. and I don't know who to throw it to. I mean, Ollie Marmol,
4: talk about the outfield, talk about an entertaining cat.
0: Mm. Huh. <laughs> um. This hockey player ripping a fart during That's his media scrum oh, is pretty good. It's the best
3: one. Yeah, that, that was the Tampa Bay Lightning, was it not? Gilstrap. I didn't. Oh, see No, I can't it. even. I won't even
0: try to pronounce this guy's name. Vasilevsky, Vasilevsky right? right? Oh,
3: okay. Yeah, yeah. the netminder. Vasilevsky. Yeah, the netminder for the Ning, but it wasn't him, I believe. I believe it was one of his uh,
0: teammates. Someone did it, but it's very audible. Your mind in the last 48 hours, from the end of the game on Saturday to the start of this one. Um. Yeah, I mean, obviously it wasn't a great feeling uh, last game, but. Um,
1: Oh, <laughs> no way. <one. laughs> <laughs> uh,
0: mm. What was the question? <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, 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 uh, uh, <laughs> mindset. Yeah, so, uh, yeah, I so just, <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> <sorry>. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, I was just uh, farting.
4: Why is that still the so funniest thing a man can do? I was literally just about to say, it's not even funny, but it is no. so funny at the same time.
2: See, even grown men can cannot laugh when you fart.
1: Yeah.
4: <laughs> 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 They're laughing right after it.
1: Just like they it starts at about age four or five when it's funny, and it never goes away.
0: <laughs> and then the Francesa one really cracks me up. Oh, what do we go with that? It's really quick. It's a quick hitter.
1: Oh, okay.
4: Some
0: of these are... <sighs> uh, Mike in Loudonville. What's up, Mike? Mike, give me a call back. Well yeah, I
1: can't talk to you right now. All right. There's a guy who I guess dreamt about doing that for a long time. <laughs> His comeback. It always some... sounds like always <laughs> sounds like the same
2: guy calling. I'm <laughs> a
4: producer of another show in their studio.
2: Sound like the big butt cheek guy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, it the, does. Probably
4: the same eight dudes. <laughs>
0: I think it's the same guy with the butt Does he
2: live stream his show now? Is that
3: what
0: he does? That was a classic clip. That was a a, a WFAN clip.
2: I think that's the same guy that does the, can I come down and say hi to you?
0: That's why the podcast, like, I don't know. I would never listen to it. I really wouldn't listen to it when he was on WFAN either. But without the live call-ins, like. Oh, he'd have no show. Oh, the show. Well, he does it. The podcast is sans callers. Really? That's got to be the most boring thing ever. Drinking Diet Coke and bitching (laughs) about the Jets. (laughs)
4: <laughs> yeah, the, the times where he would, like, fall asleep during the interview. Have you seen those clips? He would literally, during, like, an interview, just kind of doze off and
3: fall asleep on camera.
0: He would, like, spill his Diet Coke yeah, almost then, every like- show.
3: <laughs> uh, speaking of uh, New York sports media, uh, this is not Francesa, but this is actually going on. Doug, I think you'll find this, perhaps... Most fascinating. And huh. then imagine if this went on in St. Louis. Is uh, anybody... Yeah. Are, yeah. are you aware you of this, Jackson? I sent it to you last okay, night. Okay, I had already read it. Okay. okay. Gotcha. So, this is... At first, I was wondering, okay, is this like a report? Like, it got... You know, somebody thought it might be true and was a mute, but it actually is true. I'm kind of in awe that it happened, but I guess it couldn't happen in the 60s because it went down in, on, via text. So... Doug, are you familiar with a gentleman by the name of Joe Benito?
1: I think I've heard the name, uh, but I'm not sure what he does.
3: So he was on WFAN, big Jets fan, and he actually became a host on WFAN uh, because of his calls as Joe from Saddle River. And he would call in late at night raging about the Jets, which is You know, been a problematic franchise for much of the last however many years, Mm fifty plus years, and then he wound up getting a job. He got a show. He's now seventy. He retired. Um, so he gets somehow. I don't really know how this part happened, but the head coach of the Jets, Robert Sala's phone number. They become friends. They play golf. And he would text him takes after Jets games. This year hasn't gone really well for Robert Sala and the Jets. No. But how great is it to get a sports talk radio host opinions on the games after you lose? Like, how helpful is that?
1: Very much so.
3: So one would understand, if you're Robert Sala, that... The texts are private because you have a relationship. You play golf together. They've been texting throughout the course of the season. And none of them have been aired up until this past Monday morning. (laughs) So Joe Bedito is on WFAN Monday morning. Another rough game for the Jets this past weekend. Uh, They don't know who to put at quarterback. They've used a gentleman, I believe, by the name of Tibby Boyle. Troy, is it Simeon?
1: Simeon. South Simeon.
3: Aaron Rodgers played a couple snaps, and Zach Wilson, and Joe Bedito goes on WFAN on Monday morning, raging about the Jets. And the reason he was all upset and then he outs Robert Sala uh, is because of a text exchange. And in the text exchange, uh, Sala responded to his six-point solution for the Jets. hmm Oh, my
4: God. Oh, my God. Can you imagine that radio? You imagine.
3: Well, no, I mean, it's not the radio. It's the head headquarters, 32 of these guys, and one of them is coaching in New York, which is a different animal, and one of them had high expectations for a season that has been more disastrous, perhaps, than anybody's, considering what the expectations were for the Jets and where it's playing out. And even though it seems to me pretty obvious what happened in New York this year, now Robert Sala's starting to catch some of the blame. And, you know, I don't think they'd be in the spot if Aaron Rodgers doesn't blow out his Achilles in the first quarter of the first game. But with that all said, he's catching hell. It's New York. It's the nature of the beast. So, Bedito, following the loss this weekend, sends Sala, one of the 32 guys who are a head coach of the NFL, six. Plans to restore the Jets.
1: I'm sure
2: they were appreciated by the head coach. Well, you used to do that with Spagnola, didn't you, Doug? Someone should have. <laughs>
3: <laughs> uh, and one of the points was uh, to start playing Zach Wilson again. Well, Benino goes on the air on Monday morning and says, quote, I can tell you right now, he don't like Zach. Don't give a problem with any yeah, of that. he
1: doesn't. He should say he doesn't like Zach.
3: God. Or should he say anything at all Probably about his shouldn't. private text exchange yeah. with the head coach? So he says, I can tell you right now, he don't like Zach, he said on Morning Drive on WFAN. Benino went on to explain. He texted Sala a six-part thesis on how to improve the Jets, at number three on Benino's master plan was returning Wilson at quarterback. Benino then says on the air, he texted me back, and he might get mad at me for this, but I don't care. He texted me back and said, Joe, about number three, which was playing Zach Wilson, are you kidding me? I don't know. It might have been, are you serious? Benino interpreted it as Salah saying that Wilson can't return as the starter, Sala meant that Benino had called for his benching and now wants him back. And that's what he meant by, are you serious? The whole episode goes into the ridiculous annals of New York sports media history. The first blame must go to Sala. He is universally known as a nice guy, which is, of course, a great quality. The fact that he wants to reach out to the team's fans in the name of Bonino is on the surface, very commendable. But giving Bonino the same level of trust as a reporter was a mistake. What Salah failed to realize, and perhaps this is from not being from New York, is that reporters and some talk show hosts work by different rules. It's very normal for reporters to text with GMs, coaches, and players, but if it's free-flowing, then generally the relationship is one that means the initial correspondences are off the record. Benito actually knew he shouldn't have said it on air. In his initial comments, he said he might get mad at me for this, but I don't care. Uh, Sala is the first Jets coach to ever text and be golf buddies with Benino, And now Benino has outed their text exchanges. Uh, Benino went on Boomer and Geo the next day and said, it's something I shouldn't have done. It was a bad job by me.
0: Bad I've been- <laughs> job.
3: <laughs> <laughs> I've been fortunate enough to have this relationship with the coach. I misinterpreted what he said, that he didn't like Zach, which clearly wasn't the case. I've been on. We've got to bench this guy for a long time. Then he finally does it. I turn around and basically say, we got to get him back in after watching Boyle and Simeon play. So I totally misunderstood what he said. And that's a bad job by me. Mm. Something that I shouldn't have done. Uh, Doug, you used to text all the time with uh, Spags, Billy Devaney. Right.
1: Uh, Whitey Herzog, all these guys. And immediately go on the air and say exactly what they'd said to me. Right. (laughs) No. I'm, I'm sure it felt good on the radio for those few seconds. Of, hey, I'm an insider, and the coach told me this personally. Yeah. But it's it's unethical. It's wrong. It's a bad job by him.
0: <laughs> had an opportunity to go uh, into the NFL then didn't. That was the only chance I had to go in and didn't go. And when I take a pay cut to go, which was hard to do at that time.
2: Same here. The only <laughs> time he was <laughs> soft most people have figured had multiple chances to go to the NFL. It's
1: usually what the NFL does oh. when they're looking to replace somebody is they go right to the media to try to find them. <laughs> Not That's someone who's been in the business and knows what he's doing, but someone who's just a complainer on the air about things.
2: Now this is just the opposite of what most media guys who suck up to managers and coaches is they have a great rapport with them, <clears throat> but then they will never ask tough questions. They will never call out a guy for a bad decision it's always oh you guys played so good today and it's a tough break this guy went the opposite and just started releasing all the text messages this guy sent him and basically called him out for not being able to coach yeah can i give you
1: my thought no no we don't need that well it's a fine line that the everyday reporters who cover the teams on a daily basis face they have to be nice and they can't just constantly rip these people or they lose their ability to communicate with them on a daily basis
3: well it's a different deal in New York I watched some of his postgame press conferences and they are they are almost like a sports talk radio show with mm-hmm. how they come at them it's certainly different in other markets st. Louis being one of them where Cal May was the leadoff question mm-hmm. for Tony yeah. La Russa during his
4: and every team gonna win 95 games when you come into February no team is ever criticized
1: well, the they air some. They're handing
4: out Wayno guitars, and everybody forgets about the '75 win season.
1: But but you can't criticize them personally. I think that's the difference. Not as you a can reporter, criticize a team though. and a, yeah. a performance, but you, you you shouldn't go after them personally.
0: I just want to apologize to all the listeners who just listened to this entire segment and learned nothing.
1: Yeah, <laughs> that's more like it.
2: Gabe. Well, New York's a different
1: breed of cat
2: <clears throat> as far as talk show host and writers and...
1: Everybody's a wise guy. Everybody's a tough guy, street brawler.
2: And they all seem to have Italian names. Even this guy, who was a caller.
1: Yeah. Well, there's a large Italian population in New York City. Yeah,
2: but they're all on radio.
1: Francesa, that's Italian, isn't it? Yeah, I'm it?
2: friends with a few, and they're kind of out there. Sid Rosenberg being one.
1: No, that doesn't sound Italian.
2: No, Sid is Jewish. Yes. Great guy, but he uh, he goes off the wall sometimes. Does he?
1: You probably have to to get noticed at all in New York. Imagine come. if you're middle of the road, Mr. Reasonable, no one's going to listen to you at all in New York. It's just not the personality of the city.
2: Yeah, well, he's uh, he's got the number one morning talk show in New York, WABC.
1: Okay.
0: Why don't we do that? Don't yeah. they all have the number one talk show in New York? I feel like that's the number well, one comedian. In Vegas, do,
2: kind of thing. no, he shows the ratings. So.
1: Then there's a good friend of yours.
2: Yeah. How often do you speak with him? Good day. Yeah, once a month. Once if
1: there's month, an area of our business that concerns me, it's the way we develop future program directors. Mm-hmm. It concerns everyone who listens. I mean, Where I are can't... the future program directors coming from?
4: I do believe that went the start of this podcast. So like th- that was like the topic.
1: It's only a small number of uh, listeners who are concerned about the Cardinals and the starting <laughs> pitching. Most are concerned about the next program director. How you read them. Uh-huh.
2: I was excited about reading an article the other day. It just popped up. It's an article about Michelle Smallman. And then when I see the heading up there, BSM. I said, oh, God, a Bears Sports Media interviewer. I don't want to read that. I mm.
3: oh. can't give them any money. Guys, we had La in studio one night and sitting in the sports office was telling us how he felt about some players. And then he went on the air and basically took the exact opposite approach with what he said. (laughs) And that was my welcome to how this works moment. That's from Larry Thornton.
2: Buh, bah. Yeah, most of us know that. who have been in the media for a while. (laughs) Larry Thornton (laughs) took a hit right there for Miggy. Well... I take culture, enough from him, so.
1: A coach or manager is probably not going to go on the air and, and rip his players.
2: Unless you're all one
1: That's part of the job is to have the players back.
4: What about five games into the season when your player <laughs> didn't run fully hard around third to home? Are you,
1: that was a bad job by he him.
4: He got it grill <laughs> yeah. 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 We're five games into the season. Yeah. We're, you know.
1: I bet he wish he had that back.
2: Yeah, well, there's different things, just like Thornton just said. Just, it used to be. I don't even know if they still do it anymore. Um, <clears throat> but we'd all just hang out in LaRusse's office before batting practice and just shoot the breeze and talk about it. basically everything but sports. I mean, he's got some John Wayne movie on playing over his head. And he'd say a lot of things in there that you can't repeat that were just off the record. Mm-hmm. So it's the same thing. Then you get into the game time. is totally different. How are yeah, the mate. sports? Are they great? They are great. That's great.
0: They are wonderful.
3: Uh, Jackson Circa is great. And if you know the sports, then you can wager on the sports right there at Circa.
0: Couldn't agree more, Tim. Nice. Circa is great. Love betting with Circa. Love every option you got with Circa. You know, you got the, the high betting limits, always with a tight money line splits. And it's a sports gambling app made by sports gamblers. So not... You know, they want you to encourage you, matter of fact, to shop the lines, take a look at some of the other Illinois sports books, and then come back to Circa. I'm very confident you're going to like the lines over at Circa more because they always strive for those tight money line splits. The world's largest sports book in Las Vegas is Circa, and it's now available in Illinois. That's right, the Circa Sports app is available in Illinois. So if you live here in St. Louis, you make the short drive across the river, or if you already live in Illinois, sign up for the Circa Sports app app because the circus sports app is sports betting the way it should be visit circusports.com for more details and get ready to start betting like a pro if you or someone you know may have a problem with gambling please call 1-800-GAMBLER or text I-L-G-A-M-B to 833-234 it is cuffing
3: season a lot of people get engaged around the holiday season if you are thinking about it go to Glenn Betts Jewelers Glenn Betts Jewelers in business in St. Louis since 1941 and operated by the third and fourth generation of the Betts family. See Craig and David Betts there. The Glen Betts difference is you are served personally, you're not sold. So you're thinking about getting engaged, getting an engagement ring. Go to Glen Betts Jewelers. It's located just one mile east of 270 on Manchester and DePere. Park right behind the building, plenty of parking there. And you stroll on in and you see people who are not just there to sell you, they want to get to know you, uh, your likes your lifestyle, and who and what you love. The three L's. It's Glenn, with two N's, Bets with a Z, Jewelers.com. Glenn, dot com. Doug, I'd like a jingle for Glenn Betts. I don't know if we
2: can...
1: Good, do... better, best, never let it rest. Till your good is better, and your better is Bets. Yeah, I like that Glenn a lot. Betts. I like that a lot.
2: Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check.
3: Iggy is like Walter Mitty. I think his mind, in his mind, these things actually happened, which is why he doesn't think they are lies. That's from Dennis Oil Can Boyd, and he wound up starting Game 3 of the 86 World Series. I,
1: was that the game? Yeah.
3: And what do you think? Uh, I don't don't
2: know what I'm talking about. Oil Can or Boyd, call up? in, 636-9004-TMA. Yeah, I don't mind you calling me out, but just don't make it so broad. Uh, he doesn't even know what he's talking about. They're lies. Which one? What would I say that you don't believe? Maybe talking to Sid Rosenberg once a month. Why is that a lie? I, I don't know. What am I, boasting <laughs> about that?
1: I, yeah, I guess. You call him up, you give him a jingle and say, hey, Sid, what's what's happening?
2: No, I mean, he'll usually post something or say something, and then I'll just text him and say, great, great poster, I agree with everything you said, and blah, blah, blah. Just, yeah. He's in a couple of movies that just came out, so... What movies he in? Oh, yeah, really? Uh, they're like on-demand type things. They're not like in the movie theater. Oh. He's in uh got one call, I think it's called Land's End or something end. It's on um I like the Amazon catalog. it's yeah. on Amazon Prime. But he gotta pay for it. I have Amazon Prime and I bring it up and it says three ninety nine per episode. I'm not paying to watch this. No. But he's in like five or six episodes. Is he? Yeah, so I'll text him and say, you know, congrats on the success of whatever. <laughs>
4: Okay.
1: That sounds
2: like it's a close relationship. Wow,
4: that was that was so heartfelt. Like,
2: I well, I can't remember. I emotional. <clears throat> I can't remember what I what I said. Whether it was the TV show or his ratings
0: or something. I don't Looks know. Looks like he was in the film Inside Man. Now it's not the Spike Lee version with the great Denzel Washington. This came out this year, um, and I don't recognize. Oh no, Emil Hirsch is in it. No. So okay. It is in that film.
2: Yeah, I think it's. Uh... On
0: demand yeah, somewhere. Straight to demand.
3: Hey, guys. This dude is 100% not communicating with Sid Rosenberg once a month. Oh, he's out God. of control today, and it must be stopped. <laughs> That's from Big Tough. Hey, he's pulling out the phone for evidence, Doug. <laughs> Here we go. Does he communicate
2: back? I guess might be one of the yeah, questions. I mean, sometimes it's text. Sometimes I call him. Sometimes yeah. I just DM him. It just uh, depends.
3: Time for another
2: vacation,
3: <laughs> Papa Liar. That's from oh. Patrick and a Macalotta. Oh. oh,
2: my God. You act like Sid Rosenberg is Whoopi Goldberg. Whoopi <laughs> Goldberg? For <clears throat> <clears throat> somebody, some, somebody I wouldn't be talking to on a regular basis.
4: Hey, damn.
3: <sighs>
2: <sighs> Whatever. I don't really care
3: what no, you're okay.
2: no, no. <laughs> well, Are you pulling up the text? Or you... Yeah, I don't
3: know. I mean, it's quite <laughs> obvious at this point someone is being lied to.
2: About what?
1: I don't know. How about
2: this Sid Rosenberg connection. I mean, I've had him I've had him on many shows that I've done. I think he's been on this show. Bring oh. back KG. That's from Bearcats.
1: Oh. oh.
2: Yeah, I'm sure he was a barrel of laughs when I was going.
1: Oh, he was fine. He does a wonderful job.
2: Hey, he doesn't really just, say much, honestly. Why don't you just call him and you can talk to him yourself? Bearcats, if you'd like to call him, you can do that. Two peas in a pod. <laughs>
1: <laughs> is that your, a good thing yeah, or a bad bring thing?
2: Bring your son, too. That would be a hell of a threesome. Oh. Mm.
3: Family mm. affair. Uh, guys, how about the fact that Missouri is now a favorite over Ohio State? Uh, Doug, uh, I saw that text so that I, I knew that that had happened. You know, the line started off. I think it's six six and a half. Yeah, uh, Missouri on Bovada anyway is now minus two and a half.
1: Well, what? I think they're basically going to play next year's Ohio State team.
4: Yeah, they're they I think six four stars and two five stars have entered the portal for Ohio yeah. State. Something
1: like eight. I think I heard That's... like eight to ten are expected to. Yeah, that's a fifth of the roster. They'll, they'll just call instead of the juniors and seniors that are four and five stars. They'll be placing, they'll, they'll be playing the freshmen and sophomores who are four and five stars who haven't played yet. So it'll be a preview of the 2024 Ohio State team, probably, and they'll be very good, I'm sure.
2: Yeah. Well, I said Monday, and it was no big reveal on my part because I think everybody thought this. <clears throat> but I said if you can get Missouri right now at six and a half, go ahead, and then because Missouri will either be a pick'em or favor by the time the game starts, that'd be a good middle. All mm-hmm. no, you lose is juice. Yeah.
1: Well, I won't be gambling because I don't gamble hardly on any games. But those that do, that that could be a fun game to... Yeah,
2: I've never hit a middle down. in my life. And I've had some that I got two and a half and three and a half, and hell, I need a field goal. It never happened.
1: No. Well, you were wrong. It's worth a shot when you,
2: got, when you got a spread like that where you got... Team win by field goal. That's yeah. a good shot at that. And well, You know yeah. only you're losing? If you put 100 on one side, 100 on the other, you lose 10 bucks. Uh, Brian Henson says you never said that. No, go back and listen to the tape, buddy.
1: <laughs> no one's going to go back and listen to... Swaltby. I
2: know I said... Three, I, six, I know I nine said by,
1: hours of tape to find out <laughs> what... Well, oh, I know I said by the said time it? the
2: game starts that uh, Missouri will be a favorite, or at least it'll be a pick em. So you knew all along. <laughs> well, I mean, how can you not? I mean, they're not going to play <laughs> half their starting uh, team. Quarterbacks, receivers, two guys, and defensive line probably aren't going to play. Mm. How can they?
1: It's a hot take for the morning. Match that 101.
2: <laughs> 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 All right, that like I said, it doesn't take a rocket scientist to know that's going to happen.
3: Uh, Brian Henton
2: says already did listen to it and it's not there. So you listen to the whole show for Monday and you just Somebody happen to Somebody else know? says you never said it on the air. Yeah, you, you, know, for? you know I didn't say that.
4: What are we
1: actually talking about that, that he said? That Iggy
2: said, said to
3: take Missouri because Ohio State's not going to play any of their players.
0: and oh. that they would be the favorite at some point. Uh, I think yes. I might have said at least pick them. I thought I thought you said. I, I, I mean, I have. A vague recollection of everything we say, but I, I Missouri. Was...
3: <laughs> good football teams; those college teams are good, huh? No, they
1: have... What are you going to do this year? I think pretty good stuff, huh?
0: Motivation alone would tell you that Missouri would be the right play, just because you know Ohio State was one soup-like, makeable field goal away from playing in the championship last year, one game away from being in the playoff this year, and now they.
2: Yeah, but I think he you know, said that goal. six years ago.
0: Huh?
1: You're talking about Trump, Peaky. Yeah. He's talking about what happened to Ohio State this year.
0: Oh, okay. I don't mind being a That was a Benino level miscommunication yeah. on our part
2: yeah. <laughs> responding <laughs> to my drops. Trump did lie too in that uh in that rally. He said if you guys uh elect me, if I win Missouri, I will come to a football game. Never did.
1: You gonna hold him accountable?
2: I probably did on Twitter at one point.
0: No. coming down
2: uh looking at the spreads while i'm uh here,
3: Alabama is getting a point against Michigan and uh, Texas is minus four and a half against Washington uh I kind like right? Washington what do you think I don't i really. that's it, that one i mean in both cases I would stay away at the moment anyway um if Washington is counting on running the ball, Texas is a really tough team to run against. But at the same time, um, Washington has just gone out and done it every single game. And I think they've been underestimated. I've underestimated them, I should say that. Not to be passive, they've uh, been underestimated, but I think they have. Uh, you know, what they did against Oregon, they dominated that game in the first half. It looked like one of the best teams in the country at that time. And hell, maybe they are. Maybe they are the best team in the country. They are the underdog to win it despite being... The two seed. How about that? It's Michigan, Alabama, Texas, then Washington as far as favorites to win. Just out of curiosity, what is um, Georgia over Florida State? 14. Really? I thought it would be higher than that. Yeah, I'm looking for one that stands out as being obvious.
1: What happens if Florida
0: State pounds Georgia? What then?
2: Yeah, who knows who Georgia's going to play either.
0: Ole Miss getting four and a half against Penn State. But, again, it's all motivation. Who's playing? I mean, that's the thing about any of
3: these. Who's playing and then who cares? And that's – so, like, you know Liberty, this is the biggest game in that program's history. I don't know how much they're paying attention to it, but there are, in college football circles, I think there might be, like the hardcore college football circles, more outrage over the uh, Liberty selection instead of SMU than the Alabama selection instead of Florida State. So if you're looking for motivation, Liberty getting 16 points against Oregon, but crap, if Oregon cared about it, I would imagine they would win that game by 40 points. But you just don't know who's going to play and who cares. So that's why betting bulls is so tough. Like if you're just sitting around in that week between Christmas and New Year's and just like, oh, I'll put whatever on a game and do what Iggy was talking about, trying to middle it, whether it be betting the over or betting the under – and then the spread changes live during the game, and then you try to win two bets once you know you're in a good spot to win one by hitting the middle, you know?
2: Yeah,
3: I think, didn't Nick say he's playing, though? Apparently so. Uh, his postgame comments after Washington, it sounded like he was talking about his college career being over. Um, so, But, I mean, you know, that's that's one guy. But, of course, one quarterback is enough to get you to put the team you want in the college football playoff, as we've seen. Uh, Doug, do you like uh, Appy State against Miami,
2: Ohio? Minus I, haven't five paid and much, a
1: half? I haven't paid much attention to that one, Tim.
2: What's the over under on people showing up for that
3: game?
1: Oh,
2: come on. It's 5, at Myrtle 000. Beach. Or, no, it's not in Myrtle Beach. I take <clears throat> that back. It's at the Superdome. New Orleans Bowl.
1: Yeah, they'll get 25,030,
2: maybe. God, unless you got a kid playing or go to that school, why would you even go to that game? Because you had a kid playing or you go to that school.
1: Oh, so or you live in New Orleans and someone gave you tickets. You still wouldn't go. Well, you might. You Just because it. we're not interested doesn't mean no one's interested. Th- 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 those people might say, geez, who would go see Missouri play Memphis or Middle Tennessee State?
2: Not many people did.
1: Well, they still had 40,000 40, plus.
2: Yeah, those are people from a zoo. Unless you've are unless you got a kid there, you know, you're going to travel to watch it. Other than that, nobody's going. I don't care if you live in New Orleans. Hey, I got tickets for App State. I'll take them. I bet they don't drop 25,000 people. Oh, I don't, I don't know. know. You want to bet on the attendance know. over under of the New Orleans Bowl?
1: I, I don't know what the past I don't even, history is. We're not going to remember this bet. No, we're it,
2: not. It, it, it. I'll go double or nothing on the milkshake? What milkshake? 101 for the long drive.
1: Oh, nice. Mm-hmm. In a hurricane-force wind.
3: <laughs> Guys, just tuned in, and within the last five minutes, uh, Iggy has proceeded to wax poetic about Sid Rosenberg, followed immediately by airing grievances with Amazon Prime Video, as well as the 45th president of the United States. You all need to create a bingo card for show topics and sell it on the TMASTL website. That's from Hedonism Chuck.
1: Mm
2: we have a TMA website? Yes, tmastl.com.
0: Also, tmastlshop.com. You can get so many wonderful wares. Yeah, I like that. Don't say wares.
1: What's the hottest selling item right now? Good
3: question there, Doug.
1: Oh, thanks.
0: Uh, That powder
3: blue hoodie, I was wearing that yesterday. I think that one has moved like crazy this year.
0: Powder blue, anything we do in powder blue does really well. People
3: like the powder blue.
0: It's a great color, man. It, it really is. North Carolina does it right.
3: Well, why do you hate the Cardinals? Yeah, the '82 Cardinals.
0: I just I, I wish they would go with the pullover look with the uh, with the throwbacks. I don't like the button-up jersey look no. with the. Power, but it just doesn't feel right. The pullover was so iconic.
2: Flanagan working on anything? Yeah. yeah. Flanagan. Yeah. What do you mean? I think he's got so much going on now. He's got uh, he's got his big holiday doubles coming up soon. He's been running that forever. Took it out of St. Louis. I don't know where it is this year. His but.
1: holiday doubles. What's that?
2: I mean, he's got pro bowlers from all over the world. Oh, is this he's
1: thing. bowling! He's doing bowling
2: yeah. garb. Insidebowling.com.
1: You said that like, of course. No, Insidebowling.com. Well, if of course.
2: A, you're a bowler, you know.
1: I'm, I'm not.
2: How many times <laughs> have I talked about Flanagan and his bowling? What do you think? Holiday doubles okay. was tennis.
1: I didn't know. It wasn't on the top of my mind. Anyway. Holiday doubles. I, that's instantly, that's an instant. Oh, bowling. <laughs> I don't think so.
2: Anyway, that's that takes a lot of his time. <laughs> and he's doing some stuff for Ray Orff's bowling and trophy supply, too.
1: There in Afton. Yeah. Across from Dairy Queen. Yes, there. <laughs>
3: Guys, does his battery run out <laughs> if he stops talking like a shark that can't stop swimming? That's from the bastard James Hahn. Yeah. God forbid we let Jackson finish a sentence or complete a thought. You, Richard. That's from Brian Henson, mm. Doug, and he'll let us know how Jonathan Taylor looks at practice.
0: Okay, I do have the information on the top-selling product. That is the St. Louis City Dogs t-shirt. Oh, oh really? how about that? The Good. Dogs t-shirt, uh, and then the second is the Dogs hoodie. Make so. a wonderful Christmas gift. Yeah, absolutely.
3: Yeah, and I think it's uh, 20% off in there at com.
0: No promo code needed. Yeah, I think that's it. Yeah. So your question eggs about if, uh, if TMA ha- has a website, we have two.
2: TMASTL and TMA Shop? Yes,
3: sir. Yes, sir.
2: Think about that. It's truly impressive
3: how little Ken knows about the show. Do <laughs> we have a website? Do <laughs> we have a trivia night? It's such a weird flex to not know things. That's some glove blogger,
2: Tom Traven. Dougie writes about gloves. He does. Nitro gloves, latex, that kind of thing. Well, I have nothing to do with the website.
0: <laughs> but you could still you know, know we have one. I thought that was still, like, the app.
2: I don't update it as much as I should. So I thought you could go to the app and you get everything there.
0: Right, well, the app and then the website. They They work concurrently. Okay. Is that the right word there? Concurrently? I
1: think so. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it works
3: for us.
0: Yeah, happening at the same time. Yep. Because if I upload the podcast, it goes to both the app and the website.
3: I don't know what this means. Doug, essentially now we're doing a show for... Ten people. I absolutely positively paid Iggy for fantasy baseball. You've even admitted that on the show before. That's from Uncle Wally's plastic ear. Who's Uncle Wally's plastic ear? That's my Uncle Wallace. No, I know that, but who is who is Iggy accusing of this?
2: I don't know. Okay. <laughs> I'm just saying when I played in the fan page, saying nobody paid me. If this guy said he paid me, I apologize. This I don't ever any money. This is a really good ear. It was a I long mean, you couldn't ago.
1: tell. You couldn't <laughs> tell the plastic one from the real one.
0: Like Mr. Potato Head?
1: I guess kind of.
0: But was it kind of pliable or was it like <laughs> stiff as a board?
1: No, it was pliable. It was, I, I don't know what it was made of. You know, I didn't reach up and grab it and see if it was gristly or anything. <laughs> Just looking at it, you would never know. It kind of changed his life because he went, you know, self-conscious his whole life about not having an, an outer ear on one side of his head.
2: Can he hear out of it?
1: Well, he's long since passed away, but he could, yeah, he could always hear. It wasn't the inner ear that was problem. It was the outside ear getting okay. cut off.
2: There's a guy I follow on uh, Instagram. He's a guitar player that doesn't have an ear, and I think he put a little piece of an ear there on there. But Fab goes to guitar, the same place. Fabulous guitar player, but he can't hear out of it. He kind of taught himself to be able to do the chords, and so so he's deaf in one ear.
0: Yeah, <laughs>
1: Th- that wasn't the issue. Well, here. Huck's body language is phenomenal.
0: <laughs> it's actually a really cool movie, kind of in that same bank, Sound of Metal. Highly recommend. Sound, of,
3: Sound, <laughs> Sound, of, Sound metal. of Metal. Sound of Silence, Doug. Sound. Simon and Garfunkel. Sound of
1: Graduate? Music.
0: Julie Andrews. It's about like a heavy metal drummer who starts to lose his hearing and he has to like kind of embrace that he's no longer going to be able to hear. It's, it's really good.
1: Wouldn't you lose it just playing in a heavy metal band every, well, that's nice. kind of the
0: idea. Yeah. It's, I, I thought it was cool.
3: I think the EDF group's cool. Do you have a fire extinguisher where you work? The answer is yes, you yeah. certainly do. So please email the EDF group at fire at the edfgroup.com so a technician can come out and explain to your team how the EDF group can save your company money. Again, that email address is fire at the edfgroup.com. The EDF group is high and will prevent your facility from having high fires. Experience the EDF group difference. Learn more at the edfgroup.com. And go check out James Carlton uh, and the 347... Google reviews that have given him and his staff five stars. The Plowhawk and I are both James Carlton clients and could not be happier. And I know people may say, well, it's an insurance agent. They're all kind of the same. And then you switch to James Carlton. They'll do all the paperwork for you, and you realize that is not the case. James and his staff are operating at an absolutely higher level, looking to save you money. That is their equity with their clients, the customer service they provide, and texting them to let them know that there is a way to save money. And they do it throughout the year. And I've been with them now for four years, I think. 314 961 4800 is the number. Or go online at carltoninsurance.net. If your insurance costs a leg and an arm, call James Carlton. State Farm. Send your emails in for our design, air, heating, and cooling email of the day, the morning after, at InsideSTL.com. Comes your way at 945. Jeremy Rutherford with us, brought to you by Mark Hanna at 905. And Carrie Grimmer is going to be in studio with us in the next segment. Uh, and then Jackson and I have a big balloon party planned today. Wait till hear,
0: what do you hear? What we've got? Listen to this Quiet well, we're trying to get, I'm trying to confirm John Denton for the show to wrap up the uh, winter meetings. Winter meetings have been a pony. Yeah.
4: Dude, what's the point
3: of <clears> this? <throat> anything It's
4: happen? a vacation and a golf week for the guy. There is no work being
1: done.
3: Red Sox and Yankees made a trade. Yeah, very rare. Alex
1: okay. how do
3: you do?
2: Yeah.
1: Whee. That's been about
2: it. Is today the last day? Uh, I think they leave
3: tomorrow. But uh, both Ken Rosenthal and Buster Olney wrote columns. Banty is all get-out about the lack of activity at the winter meetings, and they're banty because Shohei Ohtani and his agent are operating in secrecy, actually telling teams that it could hurt their chances of signing Ohtani if they are to talk about meeting with Ohtani.
1: But the Dodgers came out and said it anyway.
3: Dave Roberts.
1: hmm Well, I think they do talk about more than just trades at the winter meetings. I think they talk about what possible rules changes and all kinds of organizational issues and... League matters. It's not just who you're going to trade. And the reporters are upset because they spend money to go down there, hoping there'll be a lot of trades, and there aren't, and they've got nothing to write
4: about. Well, yeah, I would say, what's the point of even going there, or what doing it? Because
1: if you don't go, then they'll make a bunch of trades, and your boss will say, why weren't you there? You no, know, Why does Major League Baseball do this?
4: Not the reporters. Reporters have to go if it's an event, but like, why?
1: Well, like any other industry, they, they have a get-together once a month with the people that run the businesses, and Talk about what they're going to do, and what's good for the game, and bad for the game, and possible rules changes, and media attention to the sport. Yeah.
4: Wouldn't everybody just hop in a media conference room and you kind of just talk it over for a couple hours and get lunch and I, then play a round of golf, then come back and meet and greet,
1: and then that you're done? sounds about right. That's well, it's in Nashville. I don't know much golf. It's a, a pathetic have waste con- they have of they have money conventions and Conventions all, all kinds of businesses have conventions. Yeah, that is
4: like the NASA of baseball. That how much of a big of waste of money that is. But
1: whose money is getting wasted? I mean, whoever
4: book in the hotels, reporters are going down there. Papers are probably, or websites are paying for the reporter to go down there. It's uh, Everyone who spends money to prioritize the winter meetings has gotten no value out of it whatsoever. Oh, yeah. Outside of Alec Verdugo, if you got a six-part piece on him, then you, you're you really in it. Yeah,
1: but that's this year. Some years, there are lots of moves made.
3: Well, that's what Rosenthal's issue is, is that baseball's missing the opportunity to promote itself because they don't have a deadline and of course, doesn't have a cap. Not saying that they should have a cap, like, for example, free agencies in in the other major sports. Like the NBA free agent signing period is a you know is a huge event. I know in St. Louis, it's perhaps not getting as much attention as it is around the country, but that uh, is the is the biggest one of them all, I think.
0: Oh, it's Christmas for me.
3: There you go. It's Christmas okay. for Jackson. That
0: Adding the deadline, trade deadline. But but it would. It, would it, do baseball much
1: good to promote itself here in early December with the first game four months away?
3: Well, Ken Rosenthal and Buster only think so. Uh, I think they might just be unhappy with the lack of activity. But either probably. way, uh, it has been an incredibly boring winter meetings, but I think that's because Otani is the domino. And then I saw John Heyman write Yamamoto might get $300 million. That was in the New York Post. I was reading right. it from John Heyman. Why does Plowsy literally hate everything?
1: Oh.
4: Well, it's It seems pointless. I love action and trades and signings, but, like, if you're just not going to do it on the week or week and a half, you're there called the winter meetings, where the expectation by most fans, reporters, and even players is that they're going to be, you know, working being done and nothing is done. One trade? I don't know. What are you going to talk about how much money that each one of them made and... Get out a spreadsheet and go. Oh yeah, we're gonna we're cutting payroll and we're
1: adding more bobbleheads. This is how well, we're gonna make more money. But <laughs> well, they can't make trades just to make just to
2: make news if they don't think the trade is gonna. Trust be good me, for I know
1: them. that we're Cardinal fans. We oh. don't make
2: to make <clears> trades. yeah, I don't like this trade. Ah, <clears throat> uh, Rosenthal's pissed off. So yeah, we'll do it. Come on, we'll give yeah. you these guys. Let's take a guy.
4: Well, my whole point is like don't have the winter meeting then. I'm just I'm just saying it's all hyped up and the expectation is X when you get Y. That,
2: that's well, there's all, I'm not mad
4: that, that, like, they're
3: not doing anything. I'm mad that they're... Well, in 2021, it was very busy, but that's because there was work stoppage coming. So there was a faux deadline created by that. When it's
1: over, they'll tell us, well, we laid the groundwork for future deals. Nice. That's what they'll
4: say. Basically, played 36 holes of golf, ate some brunch, <laughs> and had way too much champagne and wine.
1: Well, it is their off-season. They, they do go almost every single day, certainly from February to October. So these guys that that work early mornings and late nights every day for a long time, it's okay and understandable if they want to kick back a little bit, isn't it?
4: Yes. You don't like <laughs> it? I just find it to be a waste of time. They can do what they want, certainly. Well, they sit mind. in their
2: hotel suites, and they stay on the phone, and if the reporters love a certain time, reporters can come up to their hotel suite and sit and talk to them, and then they'll make the rounds and MLB Network and what have you. And
4: Doug, I'm not saying it's an easy job by any means, but you're acting like these guys are pulling up cranes and building steel hospitals here. Like it's making a couple phone calls to the agents, having the owner tell you, you know, the payroll and the price and what you have to spend. I mean, outside of crunching numbers, you, you can probably do that from your home office, make a couple phone calls, have a player come in if they want to have dinner. I mean, that 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 to me doesn't sound like it's a full day's of no, work it, it, outside of maybe taking an inconvenient phone call around lunch or dinner. But I I I don't know if they they lose any sleep overnight by you know not getting Kyle Bradish or a Lance Lynn type players. I I don't see what
1: no for sure to have a John Mize like type job would be one of the best jobs you could ever have if you're a big sports fan. I can't imagine a better job than that make a million or two bucks a year to run a baseball team. That would be great. No one's going to cry tears for him over that. I'm just saying there's a ton of work involved in it, a ton of work, high-pressure work, even though the salary is great and the working conditions might be fantastic. There's still a lot of pressure and a ton of work. And if they got to go to a, a convention or two a year to talk about league business and just not make a trade, I, I think that's kind of understandable.
0: And Posy, wouldn't you agree that it, it is important for Major League Baseball in the off-season to remain in the sports conversation? And doing so with a big meeting with all the GMs and media—it's probably the yeah, best. Yeah, but I don't
4: do think renting out 30 suites and doing like—I—I I, I, But that's their money; they can do what they want with it. I, I guess, but like they well, like hype it, it, it up as dollars. if the winter meetings are coming. Like that—that's my point. I think they can just do it on their own time and not hype it up and have a whole week. And have do the reporters teams, hi, come do the out teams
1: there. hype it up, or do the reporters hype it up? I think it's probably both. Is it uh,
2: beneficial to everybody to hype nine. it up? Uh, uh, I don't know. <clears throat> well, I think I think fans are excited because you never know. I mean, it could be this could be a year where there's 15 trades and 10 guys signed during the winter meetings. There have been winter meetings where a lot of stuff has happened. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of, you know, fans get excited, you know, hey, maybe this year something's going to happen. If it doesn't, it doesn't, but... Whitey Herzog used to
1: swing a lot of deals in the winter
2: meetings. <laughs> yeah, Cardinals get a reliever today. Yeah. Dave Lapointe. If somebody, somebody <laughs> never heard of it, they'll get a reliever today.
1: Yeah. Well, it is big business, and every big business has a convention somewhere where the top dogs, the top executives go and talk shop for a couple hours and then relax and kick back and do whatever they want to do. That's just the way big business works.
2: Well, we'll see how it plays out today.
1: It'll be interesting to see how it all plays
3: out. Why are you guys still talking? Shut up and get Wellington on the phone. That's oh. from Hoosier Daddy.
1: <laughs>
3: you guys should really go to the Barrett Sports Media Summit. A lot of deals get done there. That's from Gummy.
1: Well, they might.
3: This is such a dumb conversation. Who cares whether trades and signings take place this week or in five weeks? Doug, that's the reluctant cuck.
1: Well, yeah, that's true. I'm sure that's what the executives think, too. The deal's not quite what we want it to be here in December. We'll wait another month, and maybe, maybe it'll change a little bit. There's no pressure to make it
2: now. You're still months away. Yeah, but I think the casual fan who really doesn't follow up and knows the winter meetings thinks if nothing happens in the winter meetings, then that's it. They're not, nothing can happen. Well, they can think that all they want, but they're wrong.
3: My guess yeah, is wrong. whenever Otani signs, you're going to see a wave of activity quickly. But I think that's the frustration from Rosenthal and Olney is they were expecting to have this big moment for their careers. Honestly, not that they're like hurting, but uh, and I would imagine that's the sentiment of another group of writers and broadcasters who are there, and they're frustrated that Otani is doing this stuff. Uh, Doug, do you mind if I say off campus because he I met I with the like Dodgers that. at Dodger no. Stadium? I think he met with the Blue Jays. Where do you meet with the Blue? How about
1: Jays? on the down low?
3: Ooh, I like that. Okay. And so Otani is uh, not only not signing, which is causing no activity, but also doing it away from Nashville.
1: He seems to be a, a humble guy who doesn't really want the spotlight on himself.
3: Right. I wish he'd get like an Instagram account and t- post pictures of himself with duck lips.
1: Because you, you never really see interviews with him, <laughs> right? I, I imagine at this point he can speak <laughs> a little bit of English, but you don't, you don't ever see him on anywhere. Why don't we get him on? Well, we should. And ask him where he's going to sign. And why not here? Why do you hate St. Louis? Get out of here.
3: <laughs> That's how the interview would go. You want to sit Rosenberg and think about the winter meetings. That's from Admiral Pegger Esquire. Uh, he used to
2: do a sports show. He was on WFAN, and then he uh, went to Boca Raton and was doing a show forever down in Florida. Um, then he moved back, and now he's doing news talk. A lot of politics. So. You
1: guys are tight. You ever summer at one of his cottages?
2: <laughs> uh, no, I've never summered at his cottage. I like that, Doug. People in New York, they summer. <laughs> yeah. I like that. What do we do? Go to the Swelter? lake? Swelter? I think yeah. he lives in Long Island. He takes a subway into work every day. Oh, millions of New Yorkers do. I know. You think he, takes a, he doesn't live in no? New York City? No. I think he has a place in Manhattan where he'll stay, but they live. They have a house in Long Island, I think. When I was nearly
3: moving there, I, uh, the only reason I know about Sid Rosenberg outside of you talking is somebody said, oh, yeah, that you're, you'd be on the same floor as Sid Rosenberg. I go, I have no idea who Sid Rosenberg is. I, he's got a show. He's real. Okay. okay. Don't yeah. care. It, it doesn't matter to me. But His wife is gorgeous. Doug, maybe I should have gone.
1: Hmm. How old is this Sid Rosenberg fellow? <laughs> I don't know who it
2: is. If I had a guess, I would say <laughs> early, 50s. early 50s. Early 50s? <laughs> I guess. He was a big part of the IMA show. Imus in the morning. Yeah. Yep. He's he, had, he had Rutgers basketball takes.
3: All of his pictures,
1: he That's when he got so fired. He had
2: nothing to do about it. It was. He was associated with Imus. So.
3: Olney's complaining like a loser because Otani's leaving all the riders out of the story. That's from Eric in the Central West. Huh? Mm-hmm. All right, uh, Doug, we want to get Carrie in studio. Okay. She's driven from Madison, Wisconsin. Sure. Uh, and she is going to uh, talk it over. And she wants to play. I mean, her husband told me she wants to play ball. Now, maybe she don't want to play ball. And maybe she's like, "What's your husband? What's my husband telling you guys?" <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. All I know is uh, she is uh, quite a wonderful and inspiring person, and she will be with us in the eight uh, o'clock hour, which gets underway next here on TMA, presented by Brown and Crouppen.